Villas Grace Church, building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know Him, to grow in Him, to go with Him. Let's begin in prayer. Heavenly Father, you are an amazing, amazing Father looking after your children. You showed us mercy by coming here to earth to save us through your grace. And it's our faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross that has secured our eternal salvation. For that, we are so grateful to you. All honor and glory belongs to your name. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We are right here in the middle of our sermon series, Villa's Grace Values. Villa's Grace Values. We're going through the seven core values that comprise Villa's Grace Church. Without these seven core values, we have no foundation. No foundation whatsoever. The core values that we've been going through, we are publicly stating this will be our foundation as we move forward as a church together, as a local body of believers in Jesus Christ. There's a pastor, his name is Tony Evans. He tells this story. He tells the story of this elder board at a church that had a little bit of a problem. See, they had a member in their church who had a heart condition. Now, the problem wasn't the member's heart condition. That wasn't the problem. See, the the real issue was the man with the heart condition had inherited a million-dollar inheritance. And since he had the heart condition, the elder board found out first from the family because they wanted to break the news to him in a way that wouldn't cause a heart attack. So the elder board, being smart, went to the senior pastor and said, Listen. Can you please meet with Jim to let him know that he has this inheritance coming? But you have to do it in such a way that it won't cause any type of heart issues, namely a heart attack. So the pastor thought about it for a while and he thought to himself, you know what, probably the best way to get a hold of him and and sit down with him and start off the conversation would be to just ask him a simple question. So he met with this man. And he asked them the question. He said, Jim, listen, if you were to, let's say, inherit a million dollars, what would be the first thing that you would do with it? Thinking he was breaking the ice, Jim looks at the pastor and says, Pastor, the the first thing I would do with the million dollars would be give half of it to the church. The pastor, therefore, had the heart attack and fell on the floor. See, when we give, it's like sowing a seed. The results, though, are not always instantaneous. And I learned something about sowing a seed when I was a young boy at First United Methodist Church in downtown Warsaw, Indiana. Thank goodness I'm not there right now. I'd be cold. I remember getting these seeds, these sunflower seeds, and we put them in a little styrofoam cup. And we took them home. We were encouraged to take them home and water them and and see them grow. 
See, I remember taking my cup home and watering my seeds and putting them on my dresser and then going to bed that evening, but then waking up the next morning and being disappointed. See, I was disappointed because I didn't see any growth. The only thing I saw was dirt in a styrofoam cup. See, this is like when we give. Giving is like reaping and sowing. We can sow a seed but not reap its reward until the season is right. Church, we need to start sowing our seeds now for the future. We need to give today for the benefit of eternity tomorrow. And the title of our sermon this morning is this with that in mind. We live to give. We live to give. Villa's Grace Value, core number five of seven. Our text this morning, if you want to follow along in a Bible that's underneath the chair in front of you, the verses will be on the screen. We will be in Matthew, and we will be in 2 Corinthians, Matthew 28 specifically. Last week, we learned that we're committed to our children and students. We spoke about how our children and students are our future. We want to be a church that trains our children and students as leaders of tomorrow. Today, it's going to be just a bit different. Today, we're going to talk about the various ways we can give back to the local church. And I said, the various ways we can give back to the local church. I'm going to say that one more time. Today, we're going to talk about the various ways in which we can give back to the local church. Specifically, we're going to discuss what it exactly is our mission here at Villa's Grace and how we can each give back towards this mission. So let's start by getting into Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amen. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 9, verses 10 through 13. He who has supplied your needs to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. Amen. When we look at these verses this morning, when we look at this scripture, we want to put it right here into these few sentences, and this is exactly our core value. We live to give with joyous hearts. We desire to be generous in the giving of our time, resources, and ideas toward the mission of Villa's Grace Church. We have seven core values. This right here is number five of seven. We're going through this as a church as a whole. Once we're done with this series, we will provide an opportunity for you to sign up for a class to study these core values 
with more depth. But do not forget, we live to give with joyous hearts. We desire to be generous in the giving of our time, resources, and our ideas toward the mission of Villa's Grace Church. Let's ask a question this morning then. The question we're asking is this, what is the mission and how do we generously give? What is the mission and how do we generously give? See, the mission is and how we give generously is this, Our mission is to make followers of Jesus through joyous giving. Our mission is to make followers of Jesus through joyous giving. And if you ask me, I'm convicted by the fact that the local church should be making followers of Jesus. I'd like to share another story with you. This one has to do with animals, not humans. There's a story about a hog and a hen, and no, that is not the remnants of the hog on the screen. This particular hen and hog shared the same barnyard. They had recently heard about a local church's program to feed the hungry. The hen was rather intrigued. In fact, the heart of the hen wanted to contribute to the cause. And the hen said to the hog, I got it. I know how we can help this church feed the hungry. See, the hen said to the hog, we'll provide the eggs and the bacon. The hog thought about the hen's suggestion for a moment and shined back over and said, "Uh, yeah, that's a great idea and all, but there's only one problem with your bacon and eggs suggestion. The hen's thinking, what's that? The hog said, well, it only costs a contribution for you, but for me, it means a total commitment. That's us. See, we want to just be the hen, don't we? We want to just leave an egg or two as we lay one and then move about our way. But discipleship, following Jesus, making followers of Jesus is a total, full-on commitment. Church, this is the cost of discipleship. Villa's Grace wants to be a church that's dedicated to discipleship. Let's find out what discipleship is and how we can totally be committed to it and why it's so important as we look at Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20 again. Jesus says this, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So, what is discipleship? Maybe you have heard that term before, maybe you haven't, but what is discipleship? Simply, it's our mission statement, building relationships that make followers of Jesus. But what does that actually mean? What does it actually mean to partake in discipleship? What does that actually look like? First, let's look at verse 19 in order to handle what it means. The actual word discipleship is not even found in the Bible. So it's technically not a biblical term, but however, its meaning is biblical. How I model my life around Christ is how we define discipleship. Discipleship is simply that. How do I model my life around Jesus Christ? Or it could mean, 
how I help others model their life around Christ. Now, I think it goes without saying that the term make disciples, as you see here in verse 19, is biblical. But let's look at this, to make disciples. See, this means to share the good news of Jesus Christ either through our words or through our actions. Why is this so important? Why is it so important for us to share Jesus Christ through our words and through our actions? See, it's important because it has everything to do with conversion. Conversion. That's a term you do not hear in churches often enough. We need to be converted into Christ followers. True biblical conversion. Repenting from our sins. Turning away from our sinfulness and turning towards Christ. Day in, day out. It's not a one-time deal. We're continually learning how to turn away from our sin as we're convicted by the Holy Spirit. So what are we to be doing with those we make into disciples then? Exactly what it says in verse 19. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So why do disciples of Jesus Christ get baptized? Why is baptism so important? See, we believe that baptism is so important because it's an outward sign of an inward truth. Baptism does not get you saved. Your salvation is not contingent on whether or not you've been baptized, but your baptism tells the public, tells the masses that I am a Christ follower. Do you know what a disciple of Jesus Christ is called? If somebody is called a disciple of Jesus Christ, do you know what we call those individuals? We call those individuals Christians. Do you know what a Christian is called? A disciple of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are followers of Christ. So, do you want to be a committed follower of Jesus Christ? Only you can answer that question yourself. Do you want to be a committed follower of Jesus Christ? Or you just want to call yourself a Christian? Do you want to be a committed follower? Or do you want to just be a Christian in name and name only? Any committed follower of Jesus Christ will do exactly what verse 20 says. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. See, living out what Jesus has taught us and what he has commanded us to do is a lifelong process. Not only should we be helping people become Christians, but we should be teaching them how to behave as Christians. How and where does this happen in your life? How and where can you actually do this? Where are the spaces within your life that you can find opportunities to do this? Older ladies, guess what? You can train the younger ladies. Older men, you can train the younger men. Fathers, mothers, grandmothers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers, great-grandmothers, you can train your children. Older ladies can train the younger anytime, anyhow, anywhere. Older men, you can train the younger men anytime, anyhow, anywhere. Fathers, mothers, grandparents, the same is true for you. Finally, as we look at these two verses, let's ask this question. 
Why is discipleship so important? As a bunch of sinners, it sounds good to say we want to follow Jesus and make followers of Jesus. But as a sinful individual that you are and that I am, and as we live in this sinful world, why is it so important? Why is it so important that we take this seriously? See, just take a look at our country. Our moral compass is out of whack. According to Francis Chan, there is going to be a day coming sooner rather than later in which Christ followers and the language of a Christ follower, I want to stress that the language of a Christ follower will be considered a hate crime, will be considered hateful speech. Church, discipleship is important because the battle has already begun. Unfortunately, we may get so consumed with winning this battle that we forget all about the future. That's the danger. Our job as a church is not to go out there and win the battle against society. Our job as a church is to be focused on the future, focused on sharing the truth, the only way, the reason why Jesus says, I am. We're increasingly becoming a nation with no moral values. So if we're spewing out what the world deems as hateful speech, then they'll make it illegal for us to meet at places like Villa's Grace. What will they do? They'll make it illegal to be a pastor. They'll strip the churches of their assets. This small church on the corner of Crystal and Beacon has some sizable assets for our size. They will come in and strip us of our assets. And I know some of you are looking at me right now. You're looking at me and you're thinking, nah, that's never going to happen. That ain't never going to happen. If you don't think that's never going to happen, think again. What do we say? History repeats itself. People who do not know history are bound to repeat it. See, the speed at which technology is traveling is amazing. People's abilities to get their ideas out there, to influence the world, the speed at which that is happening blows my mind. Just last night, I was reading about AOL. You guys remember American Online? I totally forgot that at the time, back in 2002, American Online purchased, purchased Time Warner for $164 billion. Where's AOL now? Gone. They've been bought up for a fraction of that cost. Things happened so quickly. That was 16 years ago. You don't think that this will happen in this country? Think again. In places like Russia and China, it's already happened. Some governments have already done this. They've succeeded in dismantling the hierarchy of the local church. In Russia, the local church was centered on cathedrals and priests. The government took it all away. The government took away the church's assets. The government made it illegal to be a priest. So what happened? Christianity ceased to grow. Why did Christianity cease to grow? Those in charge of the local churches in Russia didn't teach the people 
How to do what? What does it say here in the text? Make disciples. Because they made it all about themselves. And their stature. They were saying, come to church on Sunday. Come to me, I'll teach you. If you're coming here for me to be your lone teacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are in trouble. Can I get an amen for that? (laughs) I know that you're in trouble. China was quite the opposite, though. Prior to the government dismantling the hierarchy of the church in China, the pastors had already begun to do what? Make disciples. So it didn't matter that the church leaders in the gathering places were taken away. It didn't matter that they came in and removed the pastors and removed the buildings, took all the assets in which they were meeting. In fact, when the government did that, the church thrived. The persecuted church in China went from an estimated 2 million people in China to 80 million people. So, what if the government took our leaders and building away? Could you make it as a Christian? Could you make it? If your place of gathering on Sunday morning was taken from you, if your quote-unquote pastor was taken from you, could you make it? Are you positioned to disciple others and be discipled yourself? As far as it pertains to we live to give, the title of our sermon this morning, all the time we give, all the ideas we give, all the resources we give have everything to do with what? Making disciples of Jesus Christ. Has nothing to do with the assets of the church. Has nothing to do with saying, I'm a Christian because I show up here on Sunday morning. At Villa's Grace, we want to be a church that's what? All about building relationships that make followers of Jesus Christ. We want to know him. We want to grow in him. And we want to go with him. That's why we know, grow, go. This will no longer be a place we gather on Sunday mornings alone. We envision developing discipleship through life groups. We want to have life groups here in the near future at Villa's Grace. And what we want you to do is get signed up for a life group. A small group that meets once per week has a leader of that group. And that leader, guess what that leader is going to have? That leader is going to have a co-leader who that leader is training, discipling to lead, to make followers of Jesus Christ. So if I'm removed from the situation... It doesn't matter if Pastor Jared is removed from the situation. It doesn't matter if Pastor Steve is removed. It doesn't matter. Pastor Israel's removed. It doesn't matter. Why? Because it's not about the building, the gathering place. It's not about the leader. It's about you and what the Lord wants to do through you. He wants to use you to make followers of Jesus Christ. I don't want to be the big 800-pound gorilla on the block, and I'm not saying that I could be. But there's something to be said about being quick and nimble, like the Chinese church. Two million to 80 million. They were able to adapt. Why? Because they were focused on what matters for the future. We want to be a church for the future. That's why we want to have life groups for you, a group for you to get involved in, a group for you to do life with people, not just get together and study the Bible so you have all this Bible knowledge and you puff up. It's good to know things about the Bible. But we want to get together, together, so we can not only learn about the Bible, but also do life together. People you can go to who can help you learn how to follow Jesus Christ. People to hold you accountable in your life. 
That's why our core value and what we're seeing this morning is this. We live to give with joyous hearts. We desire to be generous in our giving of our time, our resources, ideas toward the mission of Villa's Grace Church. It's why we're asking this question. What is the mission and how do we give generously? See, our mission is to make followers of Jesus through joyous giving. Does anybody know what this statue represents? If you look closely, the artwork is, is kind of difficult to decipher to a certain extent, but do you see what's happening here? Do you see how the statue is actually chiseling himself? The statue's making the statue? See, this statue is being self-made. You've heard that term before, correct? We love that term. As egotistical, sinful human beings, we love to say self-made. Oh, he's a self-made man. Can anyone really be self-made? Can anyone really be a self-made millionaire or a self-made billionaire? I'm asking you a legitimate question. Can anybody really be self-made? See, we can never forget that we were formed out of the dust. Whose dust? God's dust that he created. A self-made millionaire or billionaire's net worth is really on paper. Whose paper? God's paper. Who made the trees that made the paper? God made the trees that made the paper. After all, it was God who has done all of this. Every resource and idea we have to offer the church are really God's resources and ideas. He keeps enriching us in order for us to increase in our generosity. And we see that right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 through 13. He who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ, which is so important. And the generosity of your contribution for them and all others. Amen. Just like my sunflower seeds as a little boy. We can sow but not reap until God makes the season right. He who supplies seed to the sower, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase your harvest of righteousness. See, when we give of our time, when we give of our ideas, when we give of our resources, we will be blessed both on this earth and eternity to come. So, are you reluctant about giving your time and ideas to the local church? Are you worried about giving up your resources to the local church? Because remember at the beginning, I said the various ways in which we can give. There's not one way that we can give. And not everybody's been gifted to give in the same manner. But we can't be reluctant to give of our time. We cannot be reluctant to give of our ideas. And we cannot be worried about tomorrow if we give of our resources. 
especially, what does Jesus say in Matthew 26? Jesus says this, he says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? So, why be reluctant to give of your time and your ideas? Why be worried about giving your resources? What does it say again in verse 12? It says, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. God gives to you so you can give to others. What God is giving us, we need to give back to our local church. Why? So we can have the prettiest building on the corner of Crystalline Beacon? No. So we can make followers of Jesus Christ who make followers of Jesus Christ. Why again are we giving back to the church? We're giving back to the church simply for the future. So we can invest in discipling now for the generation of tomorrow. So if they one day take away our leadership, if they one day seize our property, the gospel message can still move forward. You could only come here this morning because the government still says it's legal to be gathering here. What if they deem our gatherings to be illegal? Will you renounce your Christianity? If your Christianity is limited to coming here on Sunday morning alone, then the answer is yes, you will. However, if you want to continue to learn how to follow Jesus, if you want to learn how to make followers of him, and if you know that you can do that at any time, any place, anywhere, then you should have the answer nailed down as being no. You will not renounce your Christianity because you know it's not limited to our gathering here. See, God has enriched us for the ministry of this service. Our service at Villa's Grace is to be all about building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Let's say that together. Building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Our service at Villa's Grace is just that. That's the future of this church. See, as it says here in the text this morning, we glorify God through submission. We glorify God through the generosity of your contribution. He made you for a purpose. He has enriched you for a purpose. What purpose is that exactly? To learn how to follow Jesus Christ better each and every day. And to make followers of Jesus Christ and of others. He may just fracture us. He may just splinter us in order to multiply other followers in Christ. We have got to be prepared for what the Lord is doing. If you ask me, this is an exciting time to be living in the Western world. You see it happening. You see it coming down the pike. Some of you have seen much more than I have of our country over the years. This is a much different America today than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40, 50, 60 years ago. You can see where things are heading. We ha may have a day where we can't walk into this building anymore. We may see a day where it's illegal for us to gather anywhere as a body of believers. But the Lord may just use that. 
in order to move his gospel message forward. You know what that means? It means I'm out of a job. But that's okay. Because this isn't a job. This is all of us. We're all in this together. So the question to you this morning as we look at Villa's Grace Value, number five of seven, is this. What kind of church do you want to be part of? Not our overarching question this morning, but what kind of church do you want to be part of? Do you want to be part of a church that's all about looking shiny and pleasant, sitting here fat and plump on the corner of Crystal and Beacon, where you can be proud around the community telling everybody, hey, I go to that church because we got the best speakers, we got the best programs, the best worship? Or do you want to be, about a ch- be part of a church that's all about making followers of Jesus who make followers of Jesus? See, that's the reason why we're saying Villa's Grace, core value five of seven is this. We live to give with joyous hearts. We desire to be generous in the giving of our time, resources, and ideas toward the mission of Villa's Grace Church. It's the reason why we asked this question this morning. What is the mission and how do we generously give? Our mission is to make followers of Jesus through joyous giving. Heavenly Father, I pray for our church. I pray for the believers who are hearing this message this morning. I pray that we can all be about building relationships that make followers of Jesus. I pray that we can be a church that's focused on the future. Not focused on what we think we need for here and now, but focused on what we can do now for what's to come tomorrow. Ultimately, our hope is eternity. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for making that a possibility, making that our future reality. Our only hope is in him. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.